Good evening, everybody. Welcome to another edition of Demonology Today with Dr. Dennis Carroll. Good evening, Gary Spikes. And we got Penny Van. Hello there, Aussie Sue. And Pamela Hockett. Hope you're feeling better, a lot better. Red Pill Preacher. How you doing, Dr. Carroll? Doing good. How are you, Chris? Doing good. Hello there, war criminal. I thought about you today when I passed LBL. Oh, so, yeah. Yeah, I got back from my conference today. Hello, Standing Stones and Anna. Yeah, I got back today around noon today. So, uh, hello there, Holly. Welcome, everybody. And Chris Hensley, welcome. Everybody, welcome to another edition there. So how's your day been going today? Oh, well, pretty good uh, for the weekend there. Like I say, the weekends are incredibly short, unfortunately. Only two days. You don't get a lot done on them, but there you go. You work at it anyway. Right. Isn't that the truth? Yeah. It's yeah. never never enough hours in the day. That's, that's to be honest. So, yes. That's right. I burn a lot of midnight oil, too, so I know those, uh, those hours stretch out. I do my my best writing and research after midnight sometimes, seems like. Yeah. So, Tess H., welcome to the show, Tess. Nice right. to see you. Roger Blair. Yeah, so tonight, the funeral for the USA. Funeral for the USA. We're going to lay it to rest, unfortunately, tonight, I'm afraid. Uh, it's going to be sort of like visiting a crime scene. What has happened here, you know? What what happened to the USA? The good old America went down. It's going down the tubes and going down fast. It's about gone. We got to plan a funeral, okay? Uh, that's how far along it is. So, uh, yes, definitely. It's a sad, somber night tonight because we're going to get into some deep, sorrowful discussion of what's going wrong with this country, what's happening, and how's it being uh, carried out against it, definitely. Yeah, it is sad. It's disturbing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it began 
quite some good many years ago. You know, America was a great power, a great influence in this world for almost 200 years. What happened? What happened to us? We lost something very recently along the way there, but definitely recently it's gotten worse. And that's what I'm going to be talking about tonight. What has happened to the USA? What happened? Was it murdered? Was it stabbed in the back? Did it die of a slow, debilitating disease? Or all of the above? Uh, what happened? What's going on? What's killing this country in front of our very eyes? That's what we're going to talk about tonight. And it begins, I think, with each one of us, unfortunately. We may be, some of us, the guilty parties to this, uh, whether we know it or not. Uh, sometimes you can push things along and, and your actions, whether you do something or whether you don't do it, can be just as bad as doing other things. Uh, I want to say this, though, the beginning of some of the things that's going on in the world right now about with Israel and some of these terrorist attacks. Let me say this, folks, okay? And the same thing I said about Russia when it invaded Ukraine. If you invade a country with less than good intent, with no provocation, and you start killing its people, taking out not only military targets, but civilian targets as well, you are a bad guy in my book, okay? I don't care what you say, how you want to put it, you are a bad actor, you are doing evil in this world, and war is evil, okay, whichever way you look at it. But some wars are justified, and this kind of stuff, folks, this terrorism that Russia and the Hamas and all this are engaging in is pure, unadulterated evil. Don't make no mistake about it. No matter how much they try to spin it, no matter how much they try to justify it, the ends never truly justify the means, and these means are evil, okay? And that's the way that's working. I just want to say peace, shalom to Jerusalem tonight and to the people of Israel. We've been there, and we know. And you know, this country, I think, got knocked to its knees back in 9-11, uh, you know? Uh, back, You remember that, Chris, and I remember it well, too. I think a lot of us out there remember that day well. We got knocked to our knees. We tried to, We got back up. But we have never been the same, okay? And that's one of the things we're going to look at tonight. What happened? You know, for a while there, we all unified, but now we're not. We're not unified anymore. We're divided more now than ever before in our history. We are divided. And some of the people who have divided us are the very people we look to for leadership and have that we give the job to run this country. Okay, and I'm not going to get real political tonight, if I can help it. But it's still, that plays a big part of this, folks. Okay, you know, I think it might have been Daniel Webster that said that without a doubt, the devil is a politician. Okay, <laughs> he definitely is. Uh, without a doubt, he's one of the top ones. Okay, and he, he tells a lot of the other politicians how to run their job. Definitely, he's their boss. And they, whether they know it or not, whether they realize it or not. And that's the bad thing about evil, Chris. Evil always misrepresents itself as being the good guy. Oh, I'm good, you know, do what I tell you to. Follow me, take my hand, we'll go down the road to hell and laugh about it all the way down there. Right. That's the way evil works. That's the way evil goes. It misrepresents itself, tries to make you think it's good. It tries to justify itself, like I said, no matter whatever the means are, it carries out that way. Well, let me tell you something unequivocally right now, without a doubt. Whoever, whatever entity you are, whatever you are, 
you cannot do good by doing evil. That is correct. Don't ever forget, don't ever forget that. And to embrace one sin, my friend, is to embrace them all. You might as well do them all. If you're going to do one, you might as well do them all. I mean, that's what you're up to. That's what you're. That's the side you're on. And that's why I think the big part of the trouble with America today, a lot of us are on the wrong side. We're on the wrong side. We're on the we're devil's advocates, whether we know it or not. Sometimes, and you know, somebody said once a long time ago that if you if you don't feed me when I'm hungry, you know, if you don't feed somebody when they're hungry, if you don't feed them when they help them with their clothes, if you don't give them shelter, if you don't try to reach down that hand to help them. He said, that you, you, when you do it to the least of these, you've done it unto me. Okay, who said that? Jesus said that. And we lose sight of that a lot. We're too worried about getting that new car that we want or that big fancy house or that job that pays six figures and all these other things. We're too busy trying to get that and we forget our fellow man. We forget to help and be empathetic. Empathetic where we need to be empathetic at, okay? We, we forget that. And we are guilty of things that we don't do more just as much as the things that we do do, the bad things we do. Paul said in the Bible, I do what I should not do and do not do, do what I should. And we all are guilty of that. You know, right. and that's what and that's what's pushed America down the slopes, folks. OK, that because we've turned our back on God. We kicked him out of our schools. We kicked him out of our government. We kicked him out of our corporations. We kicked him out of our military. We kicked him out of our schools and our lives. We kicked him out of America. And God's face has turned away from America tonight, folks. The USA. He doesn't. He's not looking on us like he did once before because we won't let him. It's not his fault. You know what? I'll tell you this, Chris. If you come up to me tomorrow and you say, Dennis, I need you to help me do something, whatever the problem is. And if you won't let me help you, Chris, how can I help you? That is correct. How can I begin to help you? And, you know, a lot of people don't understand that. you got to allow help to be helped. And we can't allow God to help our country if we don't want him to. It's that simple. And we are turning our back on God so he cannot bless us anymore. He cannot give us the blessings that we need, the help that we need, the encouragement, the love, the mercy, the forgiveness that we need. He has turned his back because he can't. We have turned our back just like he did with he turned his back on his son who hung on the cross. The world got dark. There was earthquakes and everything. We came that close. To complete annihilation. God turned us away completely from us. God's still there, okay? He's not going anywhere. He's never going anywhere. He's going to always be there. But we are the ones that can either face him and ask for his help or turn our back and walk away. It's not going to be him. It's us. And that's what we have done in this country. That's one of the big things that we've done in this country. Let's turn our back on the one person who could help us. 
the one help that we had, the one thing we had going for us all this time. Let me tell you something. When those folks first stepped off on that rock, on Plymouth Rock or wherever it was, they dedicated this country. They gave it to Almighty God. This country was given to God many years ago. It belongs to God, but we took it away from him, and we've given it to somebody else, folks. We've taken it out of the hands of God, and we've turned around and gave it to our enemy who's on the way to destroying not only this country, but we along with it, because we are this country. You must understand that. We are the USA, folks. I hope it's not our funeral tonight, because that's who it is. That's who we truly are. It's not the U.S. government. Although we elect those people, we put those people in positions of power to run this country. They're our servants. They are the servants of the public. They work for us, although they don't believe that anymore. They work for us. Okay, and let me tell you something right quick. Don't blow your mind. When they first put down the precepts of this country, to serve in Congress was an honor. They didn't pay you one single dime. You served one dime, and you went home. What happened? Now it's a career to be in Congress. Now you give yourself a raise every year. You can stay in there till you're 90 years old and they have to put you in a wheelchair and tell you how to vote. Right. What happened, folks? They've taken what was our rule away from us unto themselves. Instead of working for us now, we work for them. The tables have turned. That's one thing about those tables, Chris. They will turn. You got to watch them because they will turn. And they've turned on us. And that's what's happened with our government. It's not our government anymore. It's become an entity. It's become a government unto itself. It is self-governing. We're not the ones that... We go and we vote. But that's becoming... That's going to soon become obsolete, folks. Your vote's not going to count for anything. I hate to say that. But you go into a one-party system here in this country very quickly. Whether you know it or not. And that's what's going to go down the tubes. That's what's going to be the death knell of this country. Because these there are certain people in this government, and there's a lot of them, more than you would really, truly really realize, that are on the side of the devil, on the advocate's devil side, okay? They're on the bad side of things. They're on that other side of the fence, the bad side. And they are working against this very country, this very nation, because when they work against this nation, they're working against you and me. We're the USA, folks. We shouldn't be taking this kind of stuff. We're the USA, not them. They're just a part of it. We're the, we're the USA. But they are taking it away from us and destroying it with communism and socialism and, and all this wokeism junk that's going on and all this, all this other stuff that's going on, all of the uh, uh, taking out of books, out of libraries, and all this other stuff. They are destroying this country. They're taking our freedoms little by little by little. And, they, and if you're going to take freedom away, the best way to do it is a little bit at a time so nobody notices. That's evil. That's the way evil works. It works quietly in the background, subtle, you know, and does what it does a little bit at a time so it doesn't 
it doesn't get you, you know, suspicious. Okay. Absolutely. Um, that's the way it works, and that's the way it's always going to work. And that's what they're doing to America tonight. That's why they're killing this country. They're destroying it. They they they're not they're not even worried about the borders. How do, let me say something about this. Everybody should have the opportunity to come to America. There's nothing wrong with that legally. Because if you're going to respect the law of that country, if you're going to be a part of that country, you need to respect the laws of that country. There's no saying, when in Rome, do as the Romans do. You don't bring your country and try to put it in this country, folks. You become a part of this country. That's what made America great. That is correct. But not and now we're divided. We're divided up in little little pigeonholes where they want to put us. Why? Because that's the way you rule people. A house divided, folks, cannot stand. Jesus himself said that. A house divided cannot stand. And this house that we're in, the USA, is crumbling and falling apart because it is divided brick by brick. They're tearing us down, these people. They have an agenda. They're tearing us down, and they're going to build something back that you and I are not going to want at all, okay? And we're not going to be the real part of it. It's not going to be the real USA. They're rebuilding, folks. It's not going to be a better country. No, 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 no. It's only going to be worse. Let me uh, give you a quick little question. When every time they ever change your health insurance, did it ever get better? No. No, <laughs> it always gets worse. And that's the way these guys work. And they're not going to build something back better. How's that motto, build something better? No, they're not going to build anything. It's going to be worse. It always goes that way, especially when you let turn it over to politicians. That's the way it's going to go. Ronald Reagan himself once said, the worst thing you ever want to hear is, I'm from the U.S. government and I'm here to help. Yeah, that's correct. Exactly. What Worst thing you ever want to hear. And why is this, folks? Because somewhere back along the line a few years back, America lost its vision. We lost our outlook for what we truly wanted for this country. We lost it somewhere along the way. What, what, how did we lose it? Did we lose it because of the movies that we watch or the games that we enjoy? Did we lose it because of the people we put in government? Did we lose it because of the media? Did we lose it because of what they're teaching in school? And some of the schools and stuff they're teaching in schools now is absolutely radical communism at its most verdant height. Okay. It is. Go look. I'm not lying. Look it up. Look at what they're teaching at Harvard and some of these other laws. It's ridiculous. But this is what they're doing to America. They're injecting it with poison. Day in and day out. That's what's killing us. It's just poison. It's killing us. It's us because we're the USA. So if I if I on this show tonight began to attack Chris over there, I'm not only attacking Chris, I'm attacking you, I'm attacking me, I'm attacking everybody associated with when I attack this something, I'll attack everybody. It's not just one person. Don't you understand that, folks? When they attack me or attack Chris or attack you, it's not just one person. They're doing it to all of us. We're all in the same boat. When you come up against one person, you're doing it to everybody. That's the way it goes. And that's the way it especially goes when you're trying to have a country, a nation like America. 
uh, one attack on one American is an attack on all of us. And yet they're trying to paint this country as evil and despicable and racist and, 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 and that it has been corrupt from its beginning. But you know what? America once had a dream. It had a hope, and this dream was placed in the hands of Almighty God to carry out. We once had a plan, folks. We once had something to live for. You know, Shakespeare says, Shakespeare says that hope is born anew in the breast of every bird in morning. You ever be up early in the morning, you hear the birds, as soon as the sun comes up, they start singing, they're happy. They made it through another night, and they know their father is going to feed them today. They have a hope. We don't even have that hope anymore, folks. We had it once, but we've lost it. We've lost it because of a lot of factors, not just one thing, but a lot of things have accumulated up. But without a doubt, without a doubt, we're going to lose it all if we're not careful. Is there still hope for America? Yes. There's hope as long as everything breathes and lives in this world. As long as there's an almighty God in heaven looking down on us, who is all merciful, who never turns his true face away from us. He's always willing with his mercy and forgiveness and help. He's always standing there. But we, like I said earlier, have got to accept it. We've got to turn our face to God and ask for it. God doesn't make robots. He doesn't force things down people's throats. I know some people who do that in government. Definitely in society, they, they try to force everything down your throat. They do it with the TV commercials. They do it with the media. They do it in every way possible trying to get to program you. To believe what they want you to believe. Fight the programming, folks. Don't swallow this poison anymore. You've got to fight back. You've got to hold. If you, if America's going to be saved, if we're going to have any last hope, it rests with us. It rests with us and our faith in God, but it rests with us. Because we're the ones that can turn the tide. But it's going to have to start with each one of us singularly. Okay. That's the way it goes. And without a doubt, without a single doubt, we will be the ones that either help America live or hold a funeral for America. And we're very close to that decision now. That funeral is right around the corner. The eulogy is being written. Okay. The grave is dug. Okay, it's there. It's waiting, folks. We've got to stop this. Somehow we've got to stop it before all of our liberty and our freedom is gone, before all hope is gone, before all chance of turning back from that point of no return. A lot of people ask me that, Chris. You know, Have we gone to the point of no return? I'm going to tell you, we're so close that we could spit on the signpost. Okay? That's how close we are. And it's not going to take much to get to that point, folks. It's closer now than it ever has been in the history of this country and this world. You know, it's not just happening in this country alone. We're not fighting this alone. Just It's all over the world, folks. The demons of hell have been turned loose. The gates are open, okay? I was reading something the other day that when you stand before the gates of hell, now, that day, my friend, you're going to have a lot of regrets. We don't want to get to that point. We don't want those regrets. But we are facing those gates, and they're open. They're opening up into us. 
into this whole world. It's not just America, folks. The God of this world, and that's not who you think it is, the God of this world, the power of the prince of the air, is the one who wants to kill and destroy everything that we could have. That's why he's called a murderer, a liar, and a thief. He wants to steal everything, the, the joy that we could have had, the beautiful outcome and fate that we could have had. He wants to destroy all of this. He wants to take it away from us, and he will if we let him. We still have a choice here. That's the one thing. We don't want to get to that point of return, on no return when we don't have a choice anymore. You know? And, mm -hmm. and like I've said before on other shows, this is going to come to the point where it comes down to us individually, each, each of us, to toe the mark and to do the things that we need to do. And that is turning to help our fellow man to help our country, to help ourselves, to help and, and to get back to God where we need to be. Because he is the only one truly that can actually powerfully save this country. But we've got to let him. That's our part of it. We have got to let him. Just like the prodigal son, we've got to start back home, folks, so our father can meet us over halfway. But he can't meet us if we don't start back home. Okay, and that's what we gotta do. They call January sixth insurrection, but they love Billy. That is the political thing. Okay, folks, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta remember this: the the politics of poison and programming. That's what this is all about. They're trying to program us to believe a certain way, to under to to embrace their philosophy. When if you look at their philosophy, it is already rotten and corrupt. Okay, but that's what they're trying to sell us. That's the, the and like I said earlier, that's the way evil works. It misrepresents itself. Oh, you got to have this to live. You'll be happy. You know, this is the way you got to be. You got to do this to be happy and all that. I want to tell you something. I've had a lot of. I've counseled a lot of people <clears throat> that have been in a, that had some bad love affairs and stuff going on, and they say, "I wanted so and so to make me happy. I wanted to be happy." I want to tell you something, folks. The secret of happiness is that you. Are the only one that can make you happy. No political hack is going to do it. No political party is going to make you happy. No government's going to make you happy. You, it begins with you. You got to make yourself happy. That's what that's all about. Okay? You don't forget that. Your happiness is in your hands. You can take it either way. And like I've talked a lot about, you know, uh, the demon side of things. Demons want to make you unhappy, so you create more unhappiness, more negativity. That's the way they work. That's what yeah, they feed off of. And that's what these politicians are doing. Wake up to the programming, okay? They do it with the TV commercials. They do it with the media day in, day out. They do it in the schools. They do it everywhere. They're trying to program you. I think some, I'm not going to mention her name, but this old witch, it ought to really go to retirement home. Came out the other day and said some of us, millions of us, need to be reprogrammed. Wasn't that okay. interesting? Doesn't that sound like Hitler a little bit to you there, Chris? It certainly yes. does to me. But anyway, we need to be deprogrammed. What she means, what she really means is we need to be programmed the way she wants us to be programmed. 
Who is she? She's not good. I don't remember anybody making her boss. I can't remember that. I didn't vote for her anyway. But I'm going to tell you this. When they start talking about programming, things are getting bad. Okay? You, you should you should be getting a little bit nervous here, B. When they start talking about programming, they're, they're talking about concentration re-education camps kind of stuff here. Okay? That's not good. That's cool. This is America going down the tubes, folks. This is the way they want. And it's not just her. There's other ones have come out and said this very same thing over and over and over again. Programmer, programmer, programmer. Sure, they want to program us just the way they want us to be. But I want to tell you, folks, we have a God in heaven that if we truly serve is the God of freedom. You all know the truth, and it will set you free. And what these folks are selling, the poison they're injecting in this country, is lies. It's not truth. It's not, it's not light, it's darkness, folks. Okay, that's what it is, without a doubt. Do the research, you'll see what I'm talking about. It's there, well, it's so plain to see. You don't have to have sunglasses to put on to see it, it's that plain, okay? that this is a bunch of pack of lies that they're selling people, but people are believing it. They're being programmed to believe it. That's the insidious evil part of this. Your children are being programmed to believe it. Your grandchildren are being programmed to believe it. They're, they're messing with our minds, folks. I don't know about you, but that makes me, that makes me nervous. Okay, that makes me feel bad. You don't start messing with my mind. Okay, I mean, when you do that, that's getting downright personal, is it not? Okay, you talk about getting in somebody's space, that's even beyond that. Okay, uh, see, I honestly believe that in the other way, I mean, the evils we're here at the beginning, God meant for us to turn that around and create a godly world. But, well, God is the only one penny that's going to absolutely ever really truly change this world. Okay, because we are living in a world with a curse on it, the curse of sin. We are living in that world with curse on. One day there will be no more curse. That's when you will see heaven on earth, my friend. Without a doubt. It won't be brought about by men. But we are supposed to be cooperating with God on this, okay? If we're going to be children of God, we should be helping God with this. We shouldn't be fighting him. That's my point tonight. But these people are fighting that. They're poisoning America. They're killing America. They're killing us. They're programming us to believe lies and untruths and to embrace darkness. Every which way you look at it, that is a bad, bad situation to be in. And that's where America's at tonight. That's why we're having almost a funeral for it here. Because it's going that way. The government's buying a lot of things that you might be surprised at, Raymond. Definitely. I've already seen our caskets. They've had them prepared for us. Anyway, that's what's going on with America. And we've got to try to do something. And like I said, it begins with each one of us. We need, and how does the first thing we need to do? We need to turn our lives and our minds and our bodies, our spirits, our souls, and our hearts back to our creator. Because he is the only one that will ever truly change this whole mess, folks. Okay, it's not gonna be it's not gonna be politicians, it's not gonna be kings or lords or or, or, or or congresses or senates. It's not gonna be any of them. Don't put your faith in hope in that. 
Put it where it needs to go. Because your creator, the only one, can solve this problem. And he will one day. He's just going to come back and solve this problem, okay? But we got to hold on to then, and we got to do our part until then. Because that's what he wants us to do, to believe and have faith in him and to trust him and know that we need to do these things for our own sake. He doesn't need us to do it for him. But we need to do it for our own sake. He wants us to go the right way, not the wrong way, not the road of death and destruction that America's headed down tonight. He wants us to turn back and go back the other way, away from that. He wants everything good for us. He wants to be able to bless us, and he will if we will just let him do that. And that's our part of it. Test uh, floating. Let's see. We've got some feedback here. I never bought kids in this world. It's a bad time for children, definitely, without a doubt. Addicted to bullcrap. Well, definitely. Because we're being fed it day in and day out, constantly. Corporations are giving it to us. Schools, even some of our churches now, are feeding this poison to us. And, you know, you can only take so much poison before it what? Kills you. That is the truth. And people are buying it line, hook, and sinker. Uh-huh. Well, Hitler wrote the book on it, remember? Yes, he did. Hello, Heather. Yes. Welcome to the show. Uh-huh. But I tell you, that, that really got me talking about programming people. That's, uh, 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 uh. Oh, I thought that it sounds was like, interesting when, when, uh, when she came out and made that statement. Yeah. We're not only deplorables anymore. We need programming. So, yeah. Hello, now. Uh, thank you, now. Thank yeah. you, now. Well, I'm telling you what, we're in bad trouble, you know. I'm not trying to make light of it. We are in deep, deep, bad, dark trouble. And we need to realize that. You know, and we need to start trying to change things just to, just with our lives. That's how you start. That's all you've got uh, to begin with. And, and that's the way it goes. And we need to get our mind off the unimportant things, folks, the things that don't really matter. We need to get our minds off of that and put our stuff, our minds, and start marshalling our talents and time on important stuff, stuff that really, really matters uh, to everybody, without a doubt. Standing stones. I saw a lady walk along the beach today with the mask on. I thought some people riding riding around in cars with a mask on. I said, "What are they doing that for?" I mean, you're not even around anybody. But I think they get they get used to it. That's the programming, people. There you go, programming. I'm I'm not gonna get deep in that. I'm not gonna get deep in that. But if they can have you take drugs, they can certainly program you in which way they want you to. Amy, where's the line between constant concern and a little fun here and there? Well, it's okay. You know, you need a little fun. You need a little diversion, play chess, checkers, whatever you want to do makes you happy. As long as it doesn't hurt anybody else and doesn't hurt yourself, you need to divert sometimes. Like I said, okay, you know, I told you this before on several shows back. You need to find that inner peace, okay? In this chaotic screwed up world today folks the best thing you can do is to find that inner peace connect with your creator connect with your soul 
find that inner peace, whatever you got to go sit on the beach to do it, or you got to go sit in the garden, or you got to go get in a closet, whatever, wherever you need to go and med- And if you want to meditate, pray, whatever you need to shut that mind up sometimes and listen to your soul. Okay. You got to shut that mind down a little bit sometimes and just listen. God might talk to you. You might hear him sometime. You never know. It's the truth. But, you know, you know, and, you know we got to have a little recreation. We got to have a little downtime, definitely. But I'm talking about the important things that we need to be concentrating on, the important things that we need to be thinking about, important things we need to be doing. We need to get them done, folks. We need to start concentrating on it. Definitely. Yeah, it's been a very beautiful day. It's been a very, it's got a hint of fall in there. My favorite time of the year, by the way, Crystal. Absolutely. Yeah, I love this time of year. Mm-hmm. I do. Yep. So what else have you been working on lately? Well, I've got uh, I got another podcast I'm starting up. Uh, going to be called Paranormal Point of View, Paranormal POV. And we're going to be talking about all things of the paranormal literature, writings, books, articles, uh, things of a paranormal perspective. And it's going to be a monthly, about twice monthly podcast. And it's going to be on, uh, the first one's going to be this Friday the 13th, by the way, folks. Friday the 13th at 8 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I'm going live with it. And we're going to be talking about books and stuff like that, hopefully to have some authors on there in the near future but it's going to be all things paranormal literature and then covers cryptids and all everything everything awesome. paranormal point of view yeah awesome and uh, of course now and this uh this coming wednesday i'll be doing my sh- uh, hunting the shadows and i'm going to be talking about a very interesting subject vampire cults and uh, you might want to tune in to Vampire Cults and, uh, and the story of the Dangerous Soup. Dangerous Soup. Dangerous Soup. That'll be Wednesday night at Wednesday night at nine o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Wow. Bible beans, bullets, and bandages. We may need all those red pills before so. I was just morning. thinking the same thing when I saw that. I uh, thought, how interesting. Uh-huh. How interesting. So yes. So what you know, is our... uh, Go this, ahead. Uh, this this programming stuff, that's what really bugs me. I mean, um that's very uh, uh very futuristic like uh, Fahrenheit four five one, you know, and nineteen eighty four. That's uh, it's beginning to get really really weird. It is. So what's our agenda for next week? Well, next week, I'm going to be talking about, you know, I said uh, before that, you know, I consider Jesus to be the top number one demonologist. And he had a case. And uh, we're going to be talking about the case of the crooked hand. Next really? week. The case of the crooked hand. I think you're going to find this a very interesting case. Without a doubt. 
Oh, that'd be interesting. Uh, I think I have to look that one up, to be honest. <laughs> the case of the crooked hand. It has a, it's, it's a very, very good spiritual teaching, so you don't want to miss that one, folks. Definitely going to get some deep spiritual stuff out of that one, okay? And um, and it's very relevant. A lot of it's going to be very relevant what we talked about tonight as well. So where do you, you uh, think where do you think you gotta land on the elections uh, coming up? Well, I don't know. I've, I've gotten to the point really. I don't even want to vote anymore. It doesn't really count. It don't seem like I don't know. But uh, I guess I shouldn't have that attitude. But um, okay, I'll, I'll tell uh, Stan Stones. I definitely will do the prodigal son for you. Definitely will. But, uh, yeah, a lot of this uh, politicians is just so, I mean, these politicians, that's what Mark Twain said. Politics wouldn't be so bad if it wasn't for the politicians. Isn't that the truth? Yep, that's the way it is. Yeah, yeah that's one of my favorite uh, favorite biblical stories, the prodigal son. I've always, I've always liked that one. That's one of my favorites. And it shows this redemption and forgiveness. Very good. And like I've said that about Jesus before, he was a superb storyteller. He could give you stories, and that's the best way to get people to learn something, to get their attention, is to tell it in a story. Just like a joke, you know, a lot of jokes get your attention. Well, jokes are nothing but small, capsulated stories, by the way, if you look at them that way. That's what they are. And they have a point to them. And Jesus' story uh, had points to them. Uh, and even some of them, they had a little uh, humorous point to them. Some of them did. He was an excellent, excellent storyteller. And I said that if you could just go through the Bible and just read the stories he told, you'd learn a tremendous a lot, a tremendous amount of stuff. Yeah, that's true. Well, I see now, 947. I got time to tell about the prodigal son right quick, okay? So yeah, a go of ahead. For it. Okay, well... Yeah, once in a long time, there were there was a uh, a man who had two sons, and uh, he was a rich man. He had you know everything he could want you know to be called rich. But he had two sons. So, you know, uh, older son was very faithful to him. He did exactly what his father told him to do, and he helped his father with all of his fields and flocks and all that. But the younger son had a wild streak in him. He was wild. He. He wanted to go out and party and, you know, crowds and uh, get with the females and all. He was wild. He had a wild streak in him. So we come to his dad one time. Finally, he just got disgusted because he was the second born. Back in the old days, you know, by the way, if you were first born, you inherited everything your father had. That's just what was number yes. one rule. Man, and if you were correct. second or third, second or third born, you were out of the picture. I mean, that was it. You, you might get some, but you wouldn't get as much as the first born. But anyway... He was the second born, and he had a chip on his shoulder probably because of that, okay, without a doubt. And he come to his dad, and he finally just got, you know, he got tired, sick, getting tired trying to toe the line anymore. And he come to his dad and said, look, look, father, just give me whatever you're going to give me, whatever it is, give it to me now. I'm, I'm going to go off and make my own fortune with it, going to do what I want. I don't need you. don't need your house. don't need to stay here anymore. Just give me what's coming to me, and I'll leave, okay? Well, the father, he loved his son, you know, and he wanted to do right for him. He wanted to do for him. He said, okay, if that's what's going to make you happy, you know. So he gave him his inheritance, and he left. 
and he went on out in the world. But being that wild guy that he was, he blew that inheritance. He blew it all on wine, women, and song. Okay. And one day, finally, he got down to the lowest dregs of society. One day, he got a team to himself in the field and was fighting for corn cobs from the hogs. Okay. And he come to himself. You know, you can get rock bottom sometimes, folks. You can't go any deeper and you can't go any further. And all of a sudden, you realize just exactly what your predicament is. And he did. He said, oh, wait a minute. You know what? Even the lowliest servants of my father eat better than this. They don't have to live with the hogs in the field taking the food away from them. They live better than this. He said, I've got an idea what I do. I can't take this anymore. I can't take this life. I'm going to go back and I'll ask my father just to make me one of his servants. And I'll work for him. I'll clean the bathrooms out or whatever it takes. So I get get food. I can have at least a little dignity left, you know. So he goes, he says, he starts going back home, you know. He starts going down the road back home. Well, meanwhile, back at home, the father and his good son, the one who stayed with him all the time, they were looking down the road and said, hey, somebody coming, you know. Who is that? And the old man, he sighs out when it's good, the, but the but the son, he said, that, well, that's my brother. He said, that's my son coming back. And he said, he's coming back. He's alive. And the father, he rushed out to meet him. He rushed and went over halfway to reach him. And he put his arms around him and brought him back. He brought his son back. And he told his servants, kill the fatted calf. We're going to have a big blowout here. We're going to have a big party. Put a, put a ring on my son's finger and put a coat on him. And the other, the other brother, he said, wait a minute. Here, hold on a minute. So I, I just don't understand this, Dad. So here I've been all this time with you, done everything you wanted me to do with you, you know, did all the work for you. Done. I've been faithful to you in every way possible. And yet he went, he got his inheritance, went out and blowed it all. Went out and worried you to death. Didn't even know he was alive or dead, you know. And blew everything he did. Everything he tried to do, he throwed it back in your face. He turned his back on you, dead, and walked away. And now you're going to take him back? After all the stuff he's done, you're going to take him back? And the father looked at his and said, son, I love you. You know everything I have is yours. And I appreciate everything you've ever done for me. You just don't know how much. But this was your brother. This was your brother. He was dead. And now he's alive. He'd come back. He's alive. And you know, folks, the, the, the moral of the story is that's us. We're the prodigal son. We turn our back on God and we walk away sometimes, you know, and we blow everything he could have given us. All the opportunities we could have had, the things we don't know that he could have done for us if we'd only let him. And we throw that back in his face, the, the wonderful things he done for the love that he has for us. We throw it back in his face. But yet he is standing there ready to go half, over halfway to meet us and forgive us for the things that we've done. You know? And the other brother could have been Jesus. You know? Because Jesus was always with the Father. He sits now at the right hand. But he's always been with the Father. And he was always faithful. 
even unto death. Okay, he was faithful to God. It could have been him that said that about us. But you know what? One day God said, son, you love them and I love them. And I'll know that you love them enough to die for them. And I love them enough to give my only son for them. Because they were dead. But yet they can be alive. And that's the prodigal son. Amen. That's a great story. Yes, it is. Wonderful story. You want to wrap us up in a prayer, Dr. Carroll? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Let's pray tonight. Uh, there's a lot of praying goes on at funerals, so let's pray tonight for America, okay? Let's bow our heads. Dear Heavenly Father, we humble ourselves before you. We ask that you hear our voice and our cry and our plea for our nation, for the very soul of our nation, which is his people. We ask, Lord, that you would turn to us face, face with your face and our faith in you to turn our face toward your face so that you may see us and hear our cry and save us and bless us and turn us back from that dark road that we're going down. Save our country, save its people. Keep us from the evil that seeks to destroy us. Bless our finances, bless our health. Touch us with, our, with good health and finances and touch our children and our grandchildren and our, and our kin people and our families. Touch us all, preserve us. Guard us, guide us, and protect us in the days coming upon us so that we will always know, like the prodigal son, your forgiveness, your mercy, and your love. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ and by the blood of Jesus, we humbly ask and pray this to you now, Father. Amen. Amen. Irene, welcome to the show. Wonderful. Yeah, so next, uh, week, uh, next week now. Hand. The case of the crooked hand. I love it. Oh, very interesting. So hopefully y'all enjoyed tonight's show. And uh, yep. tune in uh, for the other ones. And uh, hopefully everybody has a great week. And Godspeed everybody. And from coast to coast and around the world. Have a good night. Catch you on the next uh, show. Bye-bye.